This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The mayor is promising a new plan within weeks, but frankly, despite all the talk about Vision Zero and road safety, the numbers of deaths and injuries just keep going up. We know that the massive level of construction in the city is part of the problem. Nine out of 30 pedestrian deaths in Toronto were caused by trucks, and the number of fatalities involving transport trucks keeps rising across the province as a whole. Yesterday, the mayor got representatives from the construction, development, and trucking industries around the table, along with councillors from the area's hardest hit. Now we want to hear from you, and we hope that we're going to bring you something you can believe. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, we are going to Councillor Jay Robinson. She is the rep for Ward 15 Don Valley West and also the TTC chair. Councillor Mike Cole from Ward 8, Eglinton Lawrence, and Councillor James Pasternak from Ward 6, York Centre, and he is also chair of the Infrastructure and Environment Committee. Welcome and thanks to you all for being there. Hello. 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 Okay. Hello. Is everyone there? Yeah, I'm here, yeah. Councillor Robinson. Okay, yeah. Councillor Robinson and uh, Councillor Pasternak, and we are yes. getting Councillor Cole back on the line. Uh, yeah. So let's start with you, Councillor Robinson. What happened yesterday that will make us believe it will be different this time? Well, we largely focused, Libby, on the Young Eglinton area. You and I, again, have talked about that area and the unprecedented level of intensification happening there. As a result of that, and I'm not very happy about that, but as a result of that, um, you can imagine the construction activity, the trucks, cement trucks, um, cranes, all the, all the activity related to those developments. So, what um, the mayor did is he convened a meeting of the various stakeholders and players in in the um, construction business to talk about what could be done. And the focus was really on coordination and communication. And, um, you know, we've, we've done a lot already. It's not like we haven't been working on these things, but I, for instance, I'm, I'm focused on developments, developments in my ward and other councillors, Matt Lowe and Cole, are focused on developments in their ward. What the mayor was trying to do is wrap it up as a package and ensure that um, there's almost a concert master, and that's uh, what I had said yesterday, kind of dictating who's doing what when. So there's not uh, uh, really a surge of activity in one neighborhood, and, and particularly trucks. Okay. Uh, Councillor Mike Cole, were you satisfied from what you heard yesterday? Because I know that what you guys want optimally is is a, a bit of a halt, uh, you know, a pause in all this construction in Midtown. 
Yeah, well, I think what we want and what the community wants is uh, for the industry, uh, whether it be the industry involved in building all the uh, high-rise condos or the industry involved in building the largest uh, transit project in North America, that's Crosslinks, uh, that they've got to stop and think that, you know, this is not working for the benefit of the community, and especially it is making the community very unsafe. So we want you to stop and help us work with you to deal with this uh, scary reality we face. So I think that's what they did uh, yesterday in the meeting called by the mayor is uh, they agreed that they want to work with the police, work with the mayor's office, work with our transportation department uh, officials. We're already working there, but in a more coordinated way uh, where they're talking to each other, they're developing better strategies, and they're uh, also going to be doing more compliance, uh, that is enforcement of the laws, because right now, whether it be trucks that are turning corners and uh, with their back wheels on the uh, curbs, or whether it be uh, people parking uh, illegally on the uh, corner streets, blocking sight lines for pedestrians or other drivers, that, that there be enforcement too by the police. So. That's already underway, so it's not a matter of waiting for these long, long-term plans. Uh, we got the message uh, across, and I think everybody agreed yesterday at the table, that we need to uh, look at this in a very, very serious, concerted way uh, that has been uh, pushed onto everybody's agenda, uh, in the, especially in the young Eglinton area. Uh, okay, and uh, Councillor Pasternak, so again, are are you satisfied that this is actually going to come together within a few weeks, as promised? Well, the problem at this time of year is you, you've got a perfect storm. You've got uh, construction projects racing to beat uh, the winter freeze, where it's very expensive, if not impossible, to lay many forms of concrete. You've got the schools going uh, going back. And you've got most of the commuter intensification occurring as well. Uh, pausing of construction, unlikely to happen, unlikely to be held up by the courts. Um, if it uh, occurs at uh, Young and Eglinton, it could occur in other pockets in the city. And uh, although it's although it's a nice thing to to, to wish for, it's, it's unlikely to occur because much of the planning uh, regulatory framework is controlled by the province. Look. The changes in this city are astonishing, and what we have to do is we have to manage that change better. Uh, we have to be more thoughtful on what we're approving, uh, more thoughtful about how we, the restrictions we put on, on the uh, movement of vehicles and materials in and out of these construction sites, and making sure that pedestrians know the risks uh, as well. One, one other comment about Vision Zero, that people have been saying Vision Zero is not working, Vision Zero, if we did not have that, the number of injuries, fatalities, uh, and property damage would be much greater. Is, is it achieving all the goals we want? No, there's work to be done. But clearly it is, it is keeping, uh, keeping people safe, it is keeping students safe, and is re- reducing uh, the number of, um, it is preventing uh, the number of injuries and fatalities from growing. 
Councillor Robinson, are you satisfied, say, on the enforcement side, right? You know, say that we have trucks with their wheels on a sidewalk turning into a street that says no trucks. Are you satisfied that there are going to be enough cops around to enforce? No, I, I don't think that's um, a reality, although it would be nice to have more presence, and, and that's what I've asked for at Young and Erskine. But Libby, I also think that should be funded by the development community or the local developers, not the city. Why should taxpayers have to pay for that? That, that really irritates me, that thought. So I think um, I would love to see more enforcement. I'd like to see um, you know, more, more traffic wardens. Uh, in the case of the 1830 Erskine Avenue going up right beside the John Fisher grade school, I did in the construction management plan, I did ask for two certified traffic operators on site all hours of construction. And uh, that was locked down in an agreement, a five-page agreement. It was unprecedented, this, uh, this um, comp- uh, construction management plan that was very comprehensive. And so we were able to, um, you know, facilitate that in advance of the everything being approved. But not every uh, councillor is doing that. Not every development site is doing that. And uh, that's why the mayor pulled this meeting together to coordinate that. So I think it's it's really a multi-layered um, exercise that we have to undertake. But enforcement is definitely a part of it. But you're never going to be able to have uh, a paid duty or a police uh, on every street corner which is literally what you would need. Well, in terms of paid duty, I've heard a lot of people complain that when when officers are on paid duty, they're they're working for the construction company. They're right. not going to tell them not to do this or that with their trucks. Yeah, and that's why that's why I think it has to be a coordinated effort um, between the city and the developers, but. At the end of the day, who should be paying for this? So maybe it has to be traffic wardens um, that are professionally trained. So the other thing, Libby, that we talked about yesterday, we talked a lot about coordination, a lot about communication, but also training. And we think that, and it came out yesterday, that a lot of these things, when we place them in a construction management plan, it doesn't get it, it doesn't really get communicated down to the actual truck drivers if you know what i mean yeah. a lot of those jobs are contracted out subcontracted out uh by the developer so we think uh even though we lay out all these wonderful plans and the community signs off and everybody's on board the actual truck driver uh who has the wheel in their hand are not getting the information yeah, I mean, uh, I certainly believe that that happens with all kinds of things. Uh, let's let's uh, take a couple of calls. We've got Jerry in Toronto. Hi, Jerry. Uh, how are you? Fine. I'm, how are I'm, you? I'm listening to uh, what's going on, and uh, I drive transport. And one of the biggest things I see these engineers that design these streets have never been in a truck, and they make them. You sometimes when you got a 53 foot trailer and you got a and you got a tandem tractor, and you got you got to. Sw- I have to swing out into the the crosshairs of an intersection, right into the center, and then bring my truck hard to the right around for my trailer, which is fifty three feet behind me, to go around that corner. And you cannot. Sometimes you cannot help going over the corner of the sidewalk, and people don't move. You have officers down there that are uh, supposed to be. Uh, protecting whatever. They're like cigar store Indians. They just sit in their cars, read a book, or they're standing out there 
just watching a, a guy with a jackhammer pay no attention to traffic, make no effort to uh, where they have a problem and people are having trouble turning. They just look at them. They, they pay no attention to it. And these roundabouts that are being starting to be built, I cannot go around one without my wheels actually going up on the brickwork. Because the, the guys that engineers design these things have never been in a large vehicle. I know, but should know should how. should you should you there are, there are some streets that aren't designed for big trucks. Like, shouldn't you stay off them? Not not all the time. If I have a delivery to go down the street that's a, that that uh, store is in the middle of the block, what am I supposed to do? Is park a half a mile away and tell him to come and get his stuff? Uh, we you we can't help it. In Mississauga, for example, there's one street there. You can go one way on that street, but turn around and go the other way. It's no heavy truck. Figure that one out. Okay, Jerry, I'm going to let the counselors respond to you. Thanks for your call. Um, Doesn't sound like the spirit of cooperation to me. Well, uh, Libby, uh, Mike, you go ahead. Okay. Thanks. Uh, I just think that uh, what the truck driver just uh, said, it, it has a lot of merit. But the other side of it is, uh, in our discussion yesterday, when talking to representatives from the construction trucking uh, industry, etc., they said that uh, basically truck drivers do not get any training on how to drive a vehicle of that, like a transport truck or, a, you know, a cement truck or a dump truck. They don't get any training in how to drive safely in downtown Toronto. And we can re-engineer every street. We've got narrow streets that are over 200 years old in some cases. So we need to get the trucking industry, and that was part of the discussion yesterday, to train their drivers on how to drive in a downtown setting. And that protects the truck driver. At the same time, it protects pedestrians and local neighborhoods. So that's one of the things we're fighting for is some uh, urban driving training. Right. But should, shouldn't, I mean, there are some streets, he's right, they're not designed for a big truck. Shouldn't they yeah. have to stay off those streets? Well, that's what uh, that's what this traffic management plan will do, where there is a plan not just for one street or one ward, but for that whole area of Young and Eglinton to have some kind of comprehensive truck movement staging area that is coordinated because it might be coordinated for one construction or one development application. Meanwhile, there's four on my side of Young Street that do not coordinate with the ones on the east side of Young Street. So for the meeting yesterday, for the first time, said we need to coordinate all four sides of Young Street into a traffic management safety plan, not just one development at a time. Um, Councillor Pasternak, you heard Jerry, uh, the truck driver, and uh, what I heard from him is that, well, uh, you better adapt the streets to us because we're not going to stop what we're doing. Yeah, that's, uh, with all due respect to Jerry, that's totally unrealistic that we would would be able to rework the configuration uh, of streets in Toronto to accommodate trucks. I mean, the suggestion uh, I have uh, for for these is to bring in smaller loads on smaller trucks. And true, there might be an additional cost um, where where you're bringing in um, smaller loads more frequently. But at least you won't have these large uh, trucks trying to get down residential streets. I know it's in, making, it's crazy making, making sharp turns. 
At the same time, the um, and, and Mike touched on it, the uh, the retesting of those with these uh, with these driver's license class D driver's license is is inadequate. It's not frequent enough. It's not comprehensive enough. Um, we need a more rigorous uh, testing system and screening system for those who get behind the wheel of these trucks. It's provincial jurisdiction, and of course, uh, we need more technologies on these trucks uh, to detect. Um, obstacles or moving moving objects uh, in the vicinity. So new technology, better training, and better licensing. Uh, Councillor Robinson, was there any talk of limiting the size of the loads and the size of the trucks in the city? Well, uh, one thing the de- development community kept saying is we don't want delays. We don't want delays, right? And they're thinking of their back pocket. I'm thinking about road safety and the health and the really the livability of our neighborhoods. And uh, I'm getting a bit fed up. Uh, you and I have talked about this many times. Yep. And it just seems to be, and you've really shone a, a spotlight on this, and I thank, thank you. you for that. But um, it's just getting exasperating. Uh, you know, I, I hate to bring up Young and Erskine again, but what happened there? This uh, a poor woman was actually Ugh. in the crosswalk on a street where there's, there's a big, huge sign, no trucks. And, uh, and yet there was a truck on that street. And again, that's the same street where we've actually, you know, put in a number of traffic controls because of this development that was happening there that was very aggressive, approved by the OMB at 35 stories. Should have been more about 8 or 10 or 12 stories maximum. And so, um, yeah, I think that wasn't uh, really addressed. uh, James has come up with a good idea. But what was addressed is coordination of the trucks. And, uh, but I know, you know, delays are not something they're, they're overly enthused about. But I, I would, I actually said, I think if, if delays provide more safety in these local, uh, narrow streets in these, uh, you know, neighborhoods, then that's not, uh, that's not, um, uncalled for. I think we have to think safety first. Well, you would think so. Yes, absolutely. Let's uh, hear from Pat in Toronto. Hello, Pat. Good morning. I've lived for almost 40 years at Young and Eglinton, so I know exactly what everybody's talking about. I've got four suggestions that should be put in place today. Uh, I'll, I'll give them to you. First of all, we should not allow people to use their cell phones as they cross streets. That should be outlawed. Secondly, we should use radar on the side streets. The street I live on is turned into a freeway now that there's so much congestion at Young and Eglinton. And while our speed limit says 30 kilometers, people are probably going 70 kilometers along there. We need to find people for crossing mid-street. I've watched this all my life. Uh, And if people get older, they just assume that people are going to see them. And my last one is uh, uh, give out tickets to the cyclists who go right through stop signs. You know, Pat, um, some of your suggestions sound good, but I, I see that you're you're putting the onus on pedestrians and cyclists when your problem are, is those big, huge trucks. Uh, do you want people to live? I mean, I mean, I do. Of course, <laughs> we want people to live, but but what we're saying here is that these guys have some responsibility. And but it isn't just big trucks. There was a 
there was a, a retiree killed right at the corner of Anderson and Duplex here a couple of years, well, maybe five years ago, by a lady driving an SUV. So it isn't just trucks. Well, no, of course it isn't. But that's a big that's a big problem, and that's some of the recent things that are resulting from the recent construction. But uh, Pat, hang on the line. I'm going to let the councillors respond to you. Yeah, Pat. Uh, Pat I guess the the one issue you mentioned, radar. You know, we've been waiting, the city's been waiting for two and a half years to get permission to use photo radar in front of our schools. You know, we can't get that permission from the province, so it would help. The technology would help, and we can't seem to wake up enough people to ask the province to allow us to use this technology to make our streets safe. So that's one thing I totally agree with you with, but, you know, we need people to uh, shake up the province and uh, and in some cases not the province's fault because nobody's asking them to do it. They're, they're not getting any phone calls about doing something about truck safety. I'm sure they're not getting these calls. We're getting all the calls. Uh, other councillors, I mean, do, do you like the idea of radar on side streets because everybody's uh, suddenly using them? Well, I mean, it depends. If it's automated speed enforcement, um you know, it's it's effectiveness might be reduced. What um, what works on side streets is watch your speed technology, where you've got a digital readout that's viewable by the driver on how fast they're going, and the studies show that that they they watch their speed, they watch what comes up on the pixel, and they actually do slow down uh, on on that uh, uh, with that technology. So that uh, that we don't need the province. For, but I would agree with with Councillor Cole that we are waiting on a number of different regulatory changes from the province uh, to make sure our roads uh, ra- roads are safer, including automated speed enforcement, the traffic agents, uh, changes to the Police Services Act, changes to the Highway Traffic Act. We need those changes to make our roads safer and to save lives. And James, uh, but I disagree. The digital uh, speed indicators. Sure, you look and see the changing uh, speed as you drive by, but there's no uh, consequence. We need these speed cameras in front of our schools, and we have to hit people in the pocketbook if they are speeding, especially in front of schools. And you can't have a cop at every school. It's bad enough trying to get crossing guards at every school. We need these cameras like yesterday, and people have got to ask for the cameras. Yeah, yeah. no, Mike, I, I would agree that uh, in school safety zones, uh, the the red light, ca- the, the automatic speed enforcement uh, cameras are, are, are needed. Um, I, I wasn't making that clear, but I would, I would agree. I would agree we need consequences for the recklessness and lawlessness that's going on in our streets. Uh, Councillor Robinson? Well, um, the actually the watch your speed signs have proven, I think it actually lowers speed limits by about 20%, so it, there has been it's research done. Uh, don't quote me on that, Libby, but I think that's approximately what it was. So we did our we did our research when we introduced Vision Zero last term, and they're very effective, and that's why we've moved motions to roll them out into every ward and, and hopefully multiple uh, signs. So that does help a bit. James, I think, is right. But um, the automatic speed enforcement was something I fought for for four years last term, moved motions on multiple times. And it's not just this provincial government, it's the former provincial government. Uh, I think that's important to point out that did not move on this automatic speed enforcement. So again, it's it's one of those topics that it just seems elementary, Libby. You know, there's school zones. Who can argue a school zone should be safe? And yet we, uh, the mayor and I, last 
uh, two Septembers ago, did a, um, no, 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 I'm sorry, September of 2018, we launched them in the Don Mills area, but we can't enforce, we can't ticket. So we've got the data, we know people are speeding in various parts of the city, uh, but we can't actually issue a ticket until the province uh, lifts that um, and gives us the ability to do that. So if, you know, as I said on another topic earlier this week, if you can't enforce, I'm not sure you're going to shift and change behavior. Okay, let's hear from uh, Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi. Uh, I'm, I have been playing this drum for quite some time. There is an intersection at uh, Charleswood and Collinson that is very unsafe. And now with all the work on Bathurst and uh, many of the other streets in the area, people are starting to use that intersection more often. And there is a roundabout in the middle. The... Uh, and Councillor Pasternak knows about it because I've written to him. The streets are not in, in line with each other. One of the streets, the, you have to stop in the middle of the road in order to see what's coming, what's oncoming. And now with more people using side streets, it gets more and more dangerous. Yep. Um, Helen, uh, yes. thanks for your call. Yeah, thanks for your call, Helen. Yeah, I am... I am familiar with the situation, and we're working with transportation to solve it. Hopefully. Okay. I'm going to take a very quick call from Fred in Mississauga. Hi, Fred. Hi. How are you doing, Libby? Fine. Uh, a few things I want to say. Uh, right? we, we have very little time, so please... Uh, I'll be quick. Yes. Photo radar was outlawed many years ago because everybody screamed it was a cash grab. I'm in favor of it. Don't get me wrong. Number two... Truck drivers are not allowed to go on no heavy truck streets unless they have authority to make a delivery there. If they get caught, they're fined. And I don't know where the counselor is coming from that we need more training. We have to go every five years. Well, they're saying that the training's not good enough and the training is not focused on how to drive on a smaller city street. Exactly. They get training uh, how to use air brakes. They don't get trained how to drive up narrow streets in North Toronto where they, uh, have, they're carrying huge loads. In fact, the police are saying many of the loads are over the required limit. Their uh, equipment is not uh, in safe condition. And I know the, the unit inspector, uh, Commander Scott Baptist, said that, that many of these trucks are uh, not upholding the safety uh, regulations in terms of what they carry, how fast they go, and we need them to know how to drive safely on our narrow North Toronto streets. They don't get that kind of training at all. Okay. Uh, Fred, I have to let you go because uh, we're out of time on this segment. Tomorrow is a free-for-all Friday, so please feel free to call back and and uh, give us your point of view in more detail. Uh, and... Uh, Mike, that was a good sum up. So very quickly, Jay Robinson, followed by Castor, Councillor Pasternak, uh, what, what would you leave us with in about 20 seconds? Well, I, I introduced Vision Zero to Toronto last term and, and saw through its formative uh, years. I, I'm now the chair of the TTC and Councillor James Pasternak is at the helm of Vision Zero. He's a very competent counselor, so I'm really hopeful uh, we'll see movement in this area. And he's very dedicated and 
smart guy. So I'm glad he's got the file, and I hope we can see some improvements. But Young and Eglinton simply has to be a bit of a focus because of the level of unprecedented intensification and all the construction activity that is a ripple effect of that intensification. So we need to get something. We need the low-hanging fruit. We need to move quickly and get some action on this on these issues. Councillor Pasternak, 20 seconds. Yeah, thank you, Jay, for your gracious uh, comments and, uh, and and good luck with the good work you're doing over at the TTC. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Toronto is going through astonishing um, changes, and we have to be able to manage that change. Vision Zero is, is part of it. Are we hitting our goals? No, but are we preventing additional deaths and injuries and property damage? Uh, yes, we are. We need the province to come on board with various amendments to the Highway Traffic Act, Police Services Act, and we need the technologies to to, to enforce many of the rules of, of the road. And of course, we need a better uh, protocol and regime for, for for large trucks in tight urban settings. Better training, more frequent uh, relicensing, and smaller trucks. And uh, that's not going to solve all of our problems. But clearly, if we can save lives and prevent injuries, we're on the right track. Okay, uh, that's all the time we have. Thank you to Councillor James Pasternak, Councillor Mike Cole, and Councillor Jay Robinson. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.